working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? It's impossible to do it all, yet we're asked to each day. Listen to hear how one high-wire woman, Rosanna Berardi, stays on the high-wire while managing a busy law firm, a consulting business, teaching at a law school, parenting her 14-year-old son, and maintaining a happy and healthy marriage. Let Rosanna show you how to make sense of your life and stay on that high wire. Hey, high wire women, Rosanna Berardi here. It's the week of Thanksgiving in the U.S. and uh, the unofficial start of holiday season. For most of us working women, this is also known as the season of chaos and unmet expectations. Our thoughts become dominated by the shoulds of our life what we should be doing. Things like baking cookies, decorating the house, buying gifts for friends and family who really don't need a single thing. And let's not forget designing those gorgeous, gorgeous holiday cards on minted.com, which I look at and lust after every time I see them. But I don't even have any pictures really that I wanna put on there this year. That may have something to do with our son being 14. Um, but nonetheless, it's the season of shoulds. And, you know, I, I recommend this year has been weird and crazy. And, you know, people are like, oh, I just want 2020 to end. Well, unfortunately, I think most of us know that 2021, at least the beginning of it, isn't going to look that much different from how we're currently living today. So let's take a moment and step back from all of it. This year is different. And while it's different in many negative ways, think about remote schooling, um, it's forced us to slow down, take inventory, and reinvent ourselves. And yeah, the reinventing process is painful. I've learned so many new things this year that I never wanted to learn about technology and remote schooling and not being able to travel or go out to dinner, but it's caused me to reinvent myself. So this is the week that we celebrate Thanksgiving on Thursday, like we always do. And it's actually my favorite holiday. Um, and for me, it's, it's really personal as to why. So I'm beyond grateful. Um, eight years ago in 2012, my mother passed away and I was diagnosed with breast cancer within a three month period of time. I was 40 years old and our son, Salvatore, was six at the time. I was grief-stricken. I was terrified. Um, I had no symptoms. My cancer was detected on a routine mammogram and ultrasound. And when the radiologist read it, she said that she, it was akin to finding a snowflake in a blizzard. It was really small, but there were still two tumors and I still had breast cancer. Um, I couldn't do anything at that time, but put one foot in front of the other. Um, my mom, who is my biggest fan and cheerleader and best friend, wasn't there to help me through it. Um, my brother and my dad and my husband and all the boys in my life did the best they could, but your mom's your mom. And I'll never forget that day I was diagnosed. I was actually with a client at the U.S.-Canadian border, and I received a phone call from my local radiologist saying, oh, hi, um, I'm calling to tell you that you have breast cancer and you should call this other phone number um, in order to plan your next steps. And I stood there at the border with my client and said to my client, I'm really sorry, 
this is really unprofessional, but I have to leave you now. And he was like, why? We didn't even apply for my work permit. And I said, well, I was just diagnosed with breast cancer and, and I ran out of there. And I just shudder when I think of how that all went down. Such bad news through one phone call. And that day, November 8th, a day that I never forget, 2012, changed my entire life. So I'm not going to lie. 2012 and 2013 was a horrible year. I had a bilateral mastectomy on December 18th of 2012, and I struggled with grief and fear for years afterwards. I still do to this day. It's been eight years, and I was so afraid to lose everything I loved, my husband, our son, the small life we built. I know what it feels like to lose a mom, and I didn't want my son to ever know that pain, especially at at his age. And frankly, I didn't want to miss out on his life either. It was a really terrible time. And for years and years, I had terrible anxiety, just worrying about the breast cancer coming back. And I've missed my mom immeasurably every minute of the day. There's not a period of two or three hours that I don't think about her, something she'd say, something she'd do. She very much lives within us, but it's still very hard to miss the physical parts of it. But I'm here. It's eight months later. I'm here. I'm happy, mostly healthy, and mostly happy eight years later. And I'm beyond grateful, really, truly, for every moment of my life. I never take a single day, breath, or moment for granted. I celebrate truly being alive, and I have to. I live like a lunatic because of my diagnosis. I travel everywhere I want to go, I experience things, I enjoy everything I possibly can. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. And one of my really good friends passed away several years ago from lung cancer. No, she wasn't a smoker. She was a marathon runner, the mom of three, an amazing human being. She was diagnosed with lung cancer and her bucket list trip was to go to Hawaii. And unfortunately, she got so sick and passed away so quickly that she was unable to do that. And as I stood at her wake, And at her funeral, I just remember thinking, man, I don't want anything to go by. I just want to do it all. I don't care. Yeah, money's a cost, but it's money. And there's always a way to figure things out. And since that time, I've lived like a lunatic. So on Thursday, I'll be cooking dinner for 12. Don't tell Governor Cuomo the limit here in New York State is 10, but willing to take the risk. I'll be stressed out. I'll be annoyed that I'm having a hot flash while I'm making my mother's stuffing recipe. I'll complain that my back hurts and I'm tired. I don't want to clean up the house. I don't feel like doing the dishes. Believe me, I will be bitching like there's no tomorrow. But under all of that, I will savor all of the moments, my favorite moment moments, the first sip of coffee on Thanksgiving morning enjoying the reimagined Macy's Day Parade, whatever that's going to look like, watching my son and our neighbors play in our annual neighborhood football game in our backyard, watching my mother-in-law walk in our house with her amazing soup. I know these days won't last forever. Our son, our nieces, and nephews, they'll grow older. They'll possibly move away. Someday there'll be empty seats at our table. And I'm not going to forget that. Despite all my bitching and complaining, I will embrace Thursday, no matter how hot or tired I am. So, high wire women, I encourage you to make this holiday season different. 
Put your shoulds away. No one cares if you bake cookies or order them from a bakery. Stop putting these false expectations in your mind. No one will care if you don't decorate every portion of your house for the holidays. Our lives are not like the Pottery Barn catalogs. Pottery Barn decorates kids' bedrooms for Christmas because they sell Christmas beds and sheets. You don't need to hold yourself to those false standards. Who cares if your kid's bed is even made? Stop driving yourself crazy. Your life is not like the Pottery Barn catalog. Embrace the small stuff, the extra time that you have with your partners or your kids. I know, believe me, I know, they can be annoying. We have a home that has three floors, and, and our family does best when we're each on a different floor. But they won't be around forever. Take a walk. I don't care how cold it is. I live in Buffalo, New York. It's cold here now. But get some fresh air, even if it's for 10 minutes, even if it's cold and dark. And the darkness has really gotten to me this season. You know, by 5 p.m., it's dark outside. It just cuts the day like right in half. Um, but I, I make myself go outside for five minutes and look up and I look at the stars and that sounds so trite, but I don't take pictures. I don't post them on Instagram. I leave my phone in the house and I just stand there and I feel small and it makes me realize how much of the world is beyond our control and how thrilled I am to be here and to be present fully present with those that I love. So this year is certainly different. I hear people moan and groan about it. I was at a gratitude workshop the other day at a local art studio here in Buffalo, and we had to journal what we were grateful for. And this woman was sitting next to me and she's like, oh, it's 2020. There's nothing to be grateful for. And I literally wanted to slap her because there is still a ton of things to be grateful for. Yeah, we may not be taking the fabulous vacations. Yes, I haven't been to Disney in over a year, which is a record time for our family. Um, but we've been excused by the world from doing things that make us crazy. Attending insane amounts of holiday parties, traveling to be with relatives we may not necessarily enjoy, doing craft projects for Christmas for our kids and those teacher gifts. Oh my God. We've been excused from all of that. We've been permitted to stay home and look out the window. Truly, the world has very little expectations of us now. And remember, don't get caught up in those fake ones. And in some small way, that really is a magical blessing. You've been excused from the shoulds. You've been given time. We all bitch and moan. I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm too busy. We wear the busy badge like a badge of honor. This year, put your busy badge away because if you say that you're still crazy busy, you're doing something wrong and give yourself that time. Give your kids that time. Get off your phone. We're having a no phone zone at our Thanksgiving table. It's probably going to be highly controversial and met with a lot of angst and anxiety, but my husband and I want one hour just with our nephews, nieces, and family members where we just want to play games and hang out without any phones. The world doesn't need us, doesn't need pictures of us playing bingo or celebrating the holiday with each other. The world doesn't need to see all of that. So I encourage you to enjoy this holiday season and to give thanks for the unknown blessings that are already on their way. 
Have a great Thanksgiving, High Wire Woman, and we'll catch you soon.